I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym, and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at KindFarmsInc, all one word. That's K-I-N-D-P-H-A-R-M-S-I-N-C. And their website is KindFarmsInc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is RYAN10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today on An Actor Despairs, we have an incredibly exciting episode with actor Vikash Bai. We're here to talk about his riveting film, Limbo, which deals with two refugees in literally limbo. It's incredible. You've also seen him on Pandora, Hannah. I really believe in this film, and it would mean so much to me if you guys took the time to seek it out and watch it. It is available now. The cash is incredible. He's got such a wonderful career ahead of him. He's so humble. I love you, brother. Here it is. Vakash Bai, welcome to An Actor Despairs. How are you doing, brother? I'm very well, my man. How are you? Yeah, you look. Uh, dude, me. you're styling today. You're killing it, man. I love uh, the outfit and the bracelets. Oh, bless you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much. Man, I, I I saw your film Limbo, and and you were so outstanding in that, and I know you're crushing it in Pandora as well, and you know, man, I've I've been watching you and keeping an eye on you, and you're going to take over the world, man. I I know it's only a matter of time. I, I really want to see you on the stage, man. Like I think you would be so outstanding, you know. I, kill, I would kill to be able to go to live theater right now, but I'd super kill to see you on stage. Oh, bless you, man. Thank you. That's 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 very kind of you to say so. Uh, I mean, I've 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 been on stage. It's uh, it's where I developed. I kind of cut my teeth um, uh, of the craft, and and so I. I mean, likewise, I'd love to love to go back to the stage. Yeah. But you know, in good time, and you know, things just things are starting to happen in stage again, and then it doesn't. And you know, are, but, are you in London right now? I'm in London. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are on your third lockdown, right? yeah yeah how, how are you crazy because are, are, are you okay yeah, are you are you okay like you know just like i can imagine what that does to the mind i'm already dying here in new york and we're not even on full lockdown <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's it's strange it's it's really odd isn't it i mean i think we have some solace in in knowing that you know we're not the it's not just the one individual that's going yeah. through this this kind of the collective human experience at the moment. And sometimes you have to remind yourself, if you're having one of those days where you're just, 
feeling sorry for you know, yourself. Yeah, or yeah. You, you're like racking your brains. I want to get out of the house. You're having cabin fever. Just, you know, there is, there's something to know that your neighbor just there and your neighbor just there and downstairs, we're, we're in this same boat, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we kind of have to, but uh, in answer to your question, um, I've been all right, man. I've been yeah. good. Um, I've been very lucky that I was able to work last year. Um, and, you know, my, uh, during the first lockdown, my wife and I, we really got to spend a lot of time together. Uh, in a good way or a bad way or all the above? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all seeing too much of who we live with right now. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was great. We yeah. were really able to, like, reconnect more than we've done so, you know? Yeah, it's um, so beautiful. And just really spend some precious time together and and kind of do things you know i just spend time playing board games that normally you don't get to do oh wow i I should do that Um, because i've been literally bored so it would be nice to have something to do um but you know man this is why i'm so grateful to have you here because this is what's been keeping me alive and we're here to celebrate you and your amazing talents but before we kind of dig in the work can we start at the beginning where did you grow up bikash uh so so I grew up in in a city called Leicester, okay, which is uh, the heart of England. Um, it's kind of well, sort of East Midlands, the kind of middle of England, but sort of just slightly east. Um, and so I was born. I was born in Leicester. Uh, I grew up there. Um, what did your parents and, do? Well, my mom was a single parent. Um, oh, wow. so she raised me on her own from about the age, from not from her age of four, from my age of four. Um, uh, so from about when I was about the age of four, uh, my dad left and my mum uh, took on the responsibility of uh, raising, raising this mug on what her a, own. What a radical mother, man. That's not an easy endeavor. I got so much respect for that. That's incredible. Hey, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. saying that. I mean, she's, she's an absolute legend. My, my number one hero, man, like without her, uh, I don't know what would have happened. Um, she's an absolute trooper and has done uh, amazing considering um, just what it must have been like at the time for a woman who came from a country. Uh, she, she was born in India. My mom didn't really speak the language much in the UK when she arrived. Um, so The language being English, you mean? English. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. So she spoke, her mother tongue is Gujarati because she's from Gujarat. And, um, and so she, you know, they, I think they did study bits of English, but it wasn't fluent. It's not like you and I yeah. are talking now. Are you, are you bilingual so she, then? I am bilingual. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing, man. No way. Yeah, we got to get you in, in Bollywood and America as a star. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be, you'll be the next hey, one. You've got the contacts, right? Hey, man, I, dude, please, I'm huge in Bollywood. I'm just doing this to stay humble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny because I grew up, I grew up watching, watching a lot of Bollywood films. I mean, it's one of the reasons, one of the many reasons why I wanted to become an actor. What's your um, name? Pre, pre, uh, what, I, I hate to name celebrities, but Nick Jonas's wife, Priyanka. Uh, what's her Priyanka name? Priyanka Chopra? Yeah, she really crossed over, right? She's like a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's done incredibly well. An amazing actress. Too. That's your that's gonna be your career. And maybe maybe you'll marry Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> that's and so I mean, cool. there's there's also have you seen um is it it's is it called it's not the good doctor, is no um 
oh, I'm forgetting the name of the show now. It's got Anna Pompkier in it. It's uh, the new new something hospital. The, oh, New Amsterdam? New Amsterdam, that's yeah. it. New yeah, Amsterdam. yeah, yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. He is in um, just absolute fan of his his work. He's incredible. Wow. Um, on a bump here, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, d- I don't know if I've digressed or answered. No, no, that's my fault. Okay, so you grew up in Leicester and, and then talk to me about growing up with a single mother. Are you one of of one or do you have siblings? Uh, I do have siblings now, yeah. Um, so for the sort of first 18 years of my life, we were, it was just an only child. Um, and then my mum remarried. I eventually met my dad and he remarried and uh, they've both got children of their own respectively. Um, so I have a, uh, a lovely, uh, beautiful little sister and a little brother oh, now as well. That's so beautiful. And stepbrothers. Uh, stepbrothers, yeah, stepbrothers and yeah, sisters yeah. as well. It's like... From only child, it suddenly just went. Poof, yeah, you, you got know? like like that life, the board game. You got a family, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Call but uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. So, <laughs> talk to me. Uh, when when did this kind of artistic bug? You know, your mother. It sounds like she was really her job was being a mother. Where did the arts start to expose themselves to you? Yeah, um, I guess from a very very young age if i recall back to the first time i ever got even the slightest little bug for it, it was in my year one class and uh there was do you do you guys have a uh, do you know the story called the enormous turnip what the enormous i lost the last part the enormous turnip no i don't think i mean at least i don't remember it talk to me about it it's it, it's basically like it's a root vegetable. Anyway, it's a it's a it's a kid's story. Um, it's it's not really all that important. But um, so I remember uh, in my year one class, I, I was understudying this this friend of mine, and you know I'm like what, six years old. Yeah. And poor, poor guy got stage fright, and my teacher kind of go on. No way. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he was playing the lead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you know the lines? Of course. Oh, of course awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case, you know, yeah, I a yeah. chance to jump in. And, and I did. And it was, it's the first time I remember going, wow, I'm on stage. I love this. Oh, so you, you know? felt, you uh, felt it right away. The kinetic, the energy. Yeah. I think it was certainly a calling. Yeah. Yeah. That's a beautiful um, moment. It was, it was. And, you know, I had a lot of, I was lucky. I had a lot of teachers who, who encouraged it. Um, in and then I think the 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 one moment where I actually consciously realised that this is definitely what I want to do was uh, after by some twist of fate I ended up playing Romeo in Romeo and Juliet in our school production when I was about fourteen years old. Wow. Our uh, our uh, drama teacher he he came into my French class at the end at, on, in sort of fifth period and he kind of came in stoic. I need to see you outside 315. It's like, what's going Uh-oh. on? You yeah. Know? It's like, um, anyway, so I, uh, it's bell rings. I go to the, the dinner hall. Uh, all these kids are sort of sat in chairs and they're all kind of reading or talking or whatever. And he asked me to go on stage, gives me Shakespeare. And I, I, mean, 
I don't know. I don't know much Shakespeare. I didn't. I don't know the yeah. dum de dum de dums. You know. Yeah, the iambic. But that's amazing that you guys were doing that at fourteen. That is why you guys are so superior to us because, like, oh. you you barely oh. do Shakespeare in college. You guys, you, you know, the thing about Shakespeare is there's no small choice. And when you're exposed that young, you just learn to make choices. I was just talking about this yeah. with with Jason Isaacs and and uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. So t- talk to me. So he called you out, and what happened? Well, he he um, he handed me this book, um, Romeo and Juliet, the scripts, um, and I'm thinking, what what is going on? You know, why am I here? What's this about? Yeah. And he goes, just read those first few lines, and I so I read it. Is the day so young? Um, and he goes, okay, great. Uh, I need you to go away, work on that text for five minutes, ten minutes, however long you need, and come back. I'm First of all, I don't know what's going on. Second of yeah. all, I'm dyslexic, so it's like it's hard. It's hard, it's hard for anyone who can read normally, you know. Elizabethan prose is not easy. Yeah, right, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, let alone Shakespeare. Um, and so I, so I do this scene anyway. Um, flash forward, I end up playing Romeo in Romeo and Juliet, um, and uh, and yeah, it was the first, my first experience at putting on a show at all, you know, going through a rehearsal process, being around cast members and, and watching that whole thing, having regular rehearsals and putting in the time into developing a character. And, yeah. and that's, that's when I knew this. Yeah. Yeah. I want so to do beautiful. And, and at yeah. that moment was, were you kind of, you know, telling your mother that you're interested in this or was it, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't spoken about quite yet. No, no, it was. I, I was, I mean, my mom and I are really good friends. That's, that's one beautiful part of our relationship. So, is we that's can so, so wonderful. Each other quite candidly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she encouraged that. She always, you know, she always made sure that I, for better or worse, told her how I felt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, but she was, she was, I mean, my mom always encouraged me. She always wanted me to pick something to do. And she had, she did that Indian thing. Uh, or like, I guess a lot of cultures where they want you to fall back on something. Yeah. She always said, you know, make sure you study hard and have something backup plan. And, uh, but, but I was, you know, I, I used to play football for a bit after school and then I joined this dance class and then I wanted to play drums and I did all these things. And I always, I'd drop out, you know, I wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't, it wouldn't hold my attention for long enough, but with acting, she really pushed that and, and it did. And it, I mean, it's still got my attention now. So that's so um, beautiful. And, and, and when you were in our equivalent of high school, were you continuing to do more productions other than Romeo? So in, in school, I don't think so, but that, that drama teacher, Mike Lane, uh, who's a good friend of mine. Too, oh, shout out Mike. Um, uh, he was, uh, he really pushed me, man. He, he saw some, some talent and, uh, whatever it was. And he, he kind of, he found avenues that I could get involved with theater and, and be more active. Cause I didn't know, I didn't know yeah. where to go or, or how to get involved. Be- so I got involved with some. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I love that you're talking about that because I think every actor listening to this deals with that. They don't know where to go. So t- absolutely. So, yeah. So what? It's how hard, do, isn't it? Because you because you wanna you wanna get into the game and you uh, you don't know. I mean, it's it's so hard, uh, and I guess especially now with with the kind of the, the situation that we're in. Uh, 
but then yeah i joined i joined some amateur theater groups and um and started working with them and and started developing a craft yeah really. did you feel like when you did romeo and juliet that you really you built a character by the end were you really satisfied with like what you did with that production um i guess so i mean my there's no visual like tape of it or anything where i'd be able to look back and right cry my heart out at yeah. the just <laughs> shocking choices that i made yeah. as a 14 year old but you know my my memory of that time i i mean i definitely felt like i was immersed in yeah because I, I the reason i asked that question is i just feel like if i was 14 and i did romeo i'd be like i'm a fucking superstar you know what i mean <laughs> 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 but uh yeah that's awesome yeah. i mean I, did, I, I didn't feel like a, a superstar that's that's for sure but uh i think it, it put me on the map for a little bit i mean i was an unknown you know i was a, a sort of a nerdy geeky fellow in the obscurity of the child playground you know and so uh having done this it, it you know some like you'd get a, a sixth a fifth grader or something going hey romeo you know whatever yeah. um but uh yeah, yeah. I got involved with a lot of theatre and um, started to see what I could do to to pursue this. And uh, then another another really cool opportunity actually came up. I got the chance to work with a director called Amit Gupta um, when I was, I think, sixteen. I was in um, I was in the fifth year of of secondary school of high school. So yeah. just before I guess we go into sixth form. Um, and this, this chap, Amit Gupta, who I didn't know at the time, um, comes to our school and he, he does some directing workshops and acting workshops and stuff, whatever. And he really took a liking to myself and, and another chap in, in, in the class. And he asked us if we'd want to be in a play that he's putting on, um, at the, at the Haymarket Theatre, um, in Leicester, which was like the, the main big theatre at the time, um. And so I was like, yeah, man, of course I'd do this. Yeah. I'll do whatever, it, you know, whatever, let me yeah. get me in. Um, and so we did. And I, and I met uh, two older actors and, and, you know, they were really open about their process, how they got into the industry. They went to RADA and um, all this stuff. And it seemed like, wow, this could, this could be a career, you yeah. know? Were, I, were you... I, I, were you aware of all those British schools? Sorry to interrupt. I didn't mean to. But uh, like mm -hmm. all the Radas, the Bristol Vic, you know, the Lambda, the Central. Did you know about those yet or no? Not until this this moment where I'm now doing this play called Heroes with with Amit Gupta. And uh, and I'm starting to hear these names now of Rada, Lambda, Central, yeah. uh, Mountview, um, all these schools. And I thought, oh, oh wow, okay, this is could this happen? Could this be the way I get into it? And it, and, and it transpired that I didn't, I mean, it's, you know, at the time, um, being able to afford to do something like that and pay for each audition and let alone traveling from Leicester to London yeah. for each audition. And, um, it was, I felt it was an expense that my mum wouldn't be able to afford at the time. I mean, maybe no. she would have, she would have kind of scraped it together, but I did want to ask her of it, you know? Yeah, no, um, in, in, in the U S it's about $120 American per audition, which is insane right. because you don't get that money back if you don't get in, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. And if you do seven schools, that's almost, you know, a thousand dollars. 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It adds I mean, up. at the time, it wasn't. I I can't remember how much it was, but I knew that I was deterred. And, and you know, then there's the um, there's uh, the fees as well of of what you had to pay. And I think it was, it might have been something like nine thousand a, a term or nine thousand a year or, or something, which. You know, 16 years old just seems like a million bucks, man. Oh, for sure. Um, so I decided that if I was going to do this, I'll find another route. And and luckily I did. Um, Talk I, to me about that. That's amazing. What, what yeah, was I, well, so I worked with a, uh, a director, a writer-director called Jess Simons, um, who had a company in Leicester which allowed uh, aspiring actors to work alongside professional actors or he'd and there was you know you, unlike a lot of uh, drama schools or stage schools or uh, like um, youth clubs or whatever there was no fee he never charged anybody anything to to be involved so it was a great chance to to work on text regularly because yeah. he'd often write and put on shows and um so I started out quite young uh, working with this amateur theatre company and then we we ended up putting on professional shows, going to London, working at uh, the Curve Theatre in Leicester. And from the point of being um, an aspiring actor at the age of 15, 16 to the age of, I think I was about 21 or something, and I was now uh, working with this company and getting paid to do shows, you yeah. know, and uh, so developed... And, and again, just continue to develop, uh, develop my craft. So then did you forfeit university to move to London? Uh, not yet. No, I, in, I, in fact, I didn't do university. Um, I, <laughs> I had, a, I had some, uh, whilst all my friends were going to university and stuff, I kind of took just a, just took a year out to oh, nice. uh, try and find myself or just try and get to, I mean, I don't think I did or, did I? I no, I'm um, jealous. I think that should be required no. for every human because you kind of need yeah, to see your, you need to see yourself in the real world before you're just used to going from one education barrier to the next education barrier, and then at 22 or whatever, being allowed out in the world and being like, "What is this?" You know? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Because you don't. You know, you don't get. At school, they teach you a lot of things, but they don't prep you for the world outside. Not or the at working world. all. No, no you school know? does. You know what I mean? And yeah. And it's a real shame, you know, that's so talk to me. What, what kind of life experience did you encumber in that year that you were, you know, exploring? Well, it, was, it was a lot to do with um, working and earning. And, um, you know, there was a whole year and a bit where I was just uh, learning more about myself, really. And I think that that really helped. I, I that That period of my life was invaluable because whilst I didn't get the experience of being at drama school or, or studying classical texts yeah. um, or, or, you know, being exposed to an agent at the end of my three years and all right. of those wonderful things, um, I had the chance to just experience life outside of all of that yeah. um, and become a little bit more independent. And, and I think that's, that's helped me along, along the way in my journey. Um, and, you know, alongside that, I was doing. I ended up doing a lot of work with with this other theatre company, and we'd put on maybe two or three shows a year. Wow! Um, and and so that meant that whilst whilst friends were at uni, I was I was in rehearsal a lot of the time. And and was this in in Leicester or was this in London? 
This was in Le- Leicester, yeah. Yeah, wow, okay, amazing. Um, and then sometime later, uh, I met with a company called Women in Theatre. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys, do you guys get uh, something called Theatre and Education over there? No, we don't. Tell me about it. So TIE and Theatre and Education is, um, it's like community-based theatre or it's, it's performances that goes into schools to um, further children's education or enlighten them about a subject matter or help facilitate a discussion about maybe knife crime or or drugs or, oh wow or, or what, oh we, right? we 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 call that dare that's yeah I, it's just a different name oh right okay yeah, yeah 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 so so this so i met with this company called women in theater who who ended up employing me for a long time um uh, and they're based in birmingham so from leicester i ended up uh, doing a lot of work in birmingham met a few other companies there the playhouse gazebo um and ended up start i started to get employed and credits as an actor amazing uh, doing theater and education and and yeah that really helped to fund the ability to move to london wow and and how old were uh, you when you moved to london i was oh gosh you're asking now um what are we now 2021 so 2012 oh that's my math is so bad. <laughs> I got this exposing my math. It's, oh, it's uh, all good. How many years? That's nine years ago. So yeah. I was in my mid twenties. Wow. Um, and what at uh, that point did you have? I don't know. Maybe other than school field trips, did you know London well, or was it like a totally another land to you? Well, in fact, it's funny you ask that, uh, Ryan, because. So I ended up getting an agent through this website called Casting Call Pro. Okay. Uh, which is, I don't know if it still exists anymore, um, but it, it's, or maybe, maybe Carson Call Pro turned into Mandy, uh, Mandy.com. Um, anyway, um, so on Carson Call Pro, this, I had a profile on there and I put my, you know, before I was a member of Spotlight and I met this agent, um, and so she took me on and, and she'd send me the odd audition every now and then. Yeah. Um, and when I wasn't, it, it always, it would always happen that I would get an audition at the time when I had the least amount of money or the most amount of expenditures going out. No way. So I'd, I'd end up having to catch a coach at like five o'clock in the morning from Leicester, which, you know, would cost me something like 10 bucks to yeah. travel to London, right? One way um, or both ways? Uh, this is return. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, so this, the, the catch is that you have to travel at five o'clock in the morning and your coach back isn't until maybe 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. What? Yeah. yeah They're not yeah. running routinely throughout the day? No, they are. Oh. But if you want an earlier slot, you've got to pay more. Got it. Okay. Right? Yeah. So, so I, end up, I, I end up going on these auditions and, you know, maybe the audition isn't like till 12 o'clock. So I've got enough money to to buy a like a pass on the underground or something and maybe have a snack. All right. And so I'm kind of biding my time, deciding when's the best time to have a snack or not, or yeah. you know, to break the day up. Um, so there's all these kind of crazy little adventures where I where I began to get to know London, you know. I had the data myself, so I just jump on the on the yes. underground and scoot about see what london's like was that was that a beautiful experience for you getting to do that <laughs> looking back like 
I mean, I, I kind of did the same thing with New York when I first moved here. I went to NYU and I didn't know the city. And I just like, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I used to just smoke marijuana and then just right. like walk around the city like high, just being like, whoa, this is crazy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah. it's a, it's an adventure, isn't it? You're you're in your early 20s. You've not been to the big smoke before. You're, yeah. you're seeing all these sites. It's, of course, it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, you know, it's, it's bittersweet because at the same time, you're, you're, first of all, I wasn't booking any of these jobs. Right? If you don't mind, what kind of, what kind of, you know, this is, you said like kind of around 2013, what, you know, cause that was kind of before representation. It was the paramount, you know, imperative it is now. So what, what kind of auditions were you getting? Were they film, TV, theater, a mix of all three? Like, uh, no, well, it was, it, they were, they were some TV really, you know, a couple of lines in something maybe, um, I once, I once had an audition for a company called DV8, which is a, a contemporary dance, uh, company who do amazing work, absolutely wow. incredible work. And, uh, when I got the audition for this, I just thought there's, there's no way on earth that I'm ever going to get cast to work yeah. in I mean, they're an incredible company. Um, and, you know, you, you walk in and you see these actors and dancers who almost look like Greek gods. Yeah, you know, just so well sculpted. There. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. there are absolute Adonises who yeah. just majestically fly through the air. Yeah. Whilst there's all five foot eight of me just going... What? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And this was this was another one of those, you know, five o'clock in the morning jobbies. But the audition was at was at something like eight o'clock, and by eight forty-five, I'd been told, you know, sorry, we don't need you anymore, and so I had the rest of the day to hang about in London. Um, but this was this was pre two thousand and twelve, and then uh, just, so just going back when I when I eventually did move to London um, in two thousand and twelve. This was when I think I was a bit more serious about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think midway through 2012, uh, I left the agent that I was with at the time and signed with uh, signed with another agent. Um, and this is when things started to uh, kind of pick up a bit more. I'd get seen for more things. I'd been kind of... Were uh, casting directors kind of getting to know you at this point or knew you? Um, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I was, you know, I was starting to go through doors and meet people, but, um, I don't know. I mean, you just don't know, do you? Yeah. What kind of an impression you're leaving and totally. how long that impression lasts. Um, yeah. hopefully I was leaving a, you know, a, a good impression. Um, and, and, but what a lot of what I was doing was really just trying to find as much theater work that was going on to, to just keep the joints oiled and be working so that, you know, should should something come up, I can say to my agent, "Hey, I'm doing this. Can we get somebody along to?" to yeah, see check um, it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was a lot of fringe theatre work that that I'd been doing, um, which would pay fairly well. You know, it was I was very lucky to work with some really really cool companies um, like uh, Sandpit Arts and B Frank and um, Swamp uh, Swamp Productions, um, and and they really kept me in work for a long time um and having and i was doing a i was doing a play uh called uh like enemies of the state okay and like enemies of the state was about the ukrainian revolution that took part took took place in 2014 wow. um 
And so we were doing this. It was on at the New Diorama in London. And I had just the year before met my agent um, at, at a sort of a, uh, a gathering. We had a mutual friend who played yeah. some music one night somewhere. Um, so we got talking and we got on really well. And so um, come 2014, I think it was, maybe I've got the years wrong, maybe 2013. No um, I sent her a message that says, hey, uh, I'm doing this play. Would you come along, check it out? Yeah. And she did. And then she signed me early 2014. And we've been kind of working really well together since. That's amazing. Wow. And, and, and how, was the, how was the run of the play? Was it great? Oh, it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was really good. We, we had a good reception. Um, and, you know, we had some Ukrainians who came to see the show um, who were incredibly moved by, by the performance and the story. Uh, the director, Tommy Lexon, he actually went out to Kiev when, when, when it was all kicking off in Maidan. Um, during the revolution and he he documented really well all different sides of the story to be able to portray a really rounded view of, of what was going on trying not to be biased yeah really it's hard because in any of these sorts of situations you feel like well somebody's doing something wrong you yeah. know yeah um but but we and we and so, so when when uh, a lot of the Ukrainian audiences who came to see it um, would talk to us, and they they just they felt like we we did an honest, respectful uh, kind of delivery of of what happened. Um, That's amazing. So, what amazing! Yeah, I mean, ama- yeah, absolutely wonderful piece to be a part of. And and that obviously ignited your relationship. So she really believed in you. She had this great you know piece to see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then yeah. how, how did that change, you know, moving to her? How, did auditions pick up a lot at this point? Uh yeah, I mean it was a it was a complete U-turn. Um I I think uh I owe a lot to Sarah, my my agent, um at call management. Um she she just started to open so many more doors that and and allowed me to meet people I'd never met before. Um and it's it's kind of been steadily growing ever since. Um, I'm, I think the first week I signed with her, um, I had three auditions that week. So she was just, you know, straight yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, and she works hard. She works very, very hard. And that's why I think we work very well together is because we, we respect each other's work and we're good friends and um, we kind of, we have the same kind of goal in mind. Yeah, that's amazing. And so, you know, in America, we call them, you know, when it's like less than five lines, like it's a co-star when it's more than five lines, it's a guest star. And was that kind of what you were, you were getting credit wise to start out? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's kind of the stuff that I was doing, uh, guest star or, uh, um, what did you say the other one was? Co-star. Co-star, yeah, yeah. Um, those kind of things, uh, were the kind of jobs that were coming up early on. Um, I can't even think what's what's in my CV now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, there was I had I had some really cool jobs come up. I worked on um, a show called Nightfall um, on which was on the which was an any studios and History Channel uh, wow. production. Um, which was my first time working on a on a you know, period on a piece. Set. 
yeah, 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 you yeah. Know, with swords and, and all this amazing stuff. Um, and we were filming over in Prague, and um, so it was my first time going abroad. And wow, so whole cool! New adventure, living the dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. look at me now. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's amazing, man. And and talk to me about that experience. Do you feel like that was kind of your film school, so to speak? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think pr- properly, yeah. yeah. You know, I, I try and do short films and get involved with little projects that people are doing at the time. But um, I can't recall what I'd done before Nightfall. I think I did uh, Doctors, uh, BBC Doctors. Um, it's kind of, it's like a rite of passage, I think. Yeah, most- yeah breaking into the tv world do doctors you know that's awesome Um, yeah um and but this was the first time being on a really high-end production um and seeing how how the machine really works yeah the money machine you know because it's just the lights and the crew and it it's just so intense you know it's huge yeah yeah yeah. exactly and that's Um, awesome did that i was go on sorry i was was gonna say <laughs> Sorry, you go first. I'll go after. I was just going to say that I was working with some really cool actors, um, and uh, I just got to work and watch people who are really at the sort of height of their game do their thing and try and just absorb as much of that as possible, really. And did that part really open doors for you after that? Was that kind of a you know a bigger thing that kind of allowed you to get be seen for bigger roles? I'm sure it did. I yeah. Mean, I'm, I mean, I can't, I don't think that it, it couldn't have helped having a credit like that on yeah. there. Um, it, I guess it means that you've done something um, of that level. And, yeah. you know, that once those starts, those sorts of credits start to appear, then it, you know, that kind of work begets work. Kind yeah. Of people can philosophy. trust you on a million dollar set, you know, you're reliable, you're, and you can, right. do good. yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Exactly. And you know, you, you, you start going into rooms and being seen for other things and maybe you have a few more lines or, or maybe there's more depth to the character or I, I don't mean, I don't know. I'm just kind of spitballing here, but um, it, yeah. It answers your question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it, amazing. It, it, and, and in terms of representation, do you feel like you were enjoying what you were being seen for or was it kind of inadvertently a little fucked up, you know, because I know British tend to do a lot of, you know, aristocracy dramas or period pieces. And, you know, there's only certain ways that that, you know, tends to lend itself to Caucasian actors. Like, were you, did you feel like you were being offered interesting parts or not yet? Um, that's, that's a tough one to, not a tough one to answer. I think it's that we've come, we have come a long way yeah. when it comes to representation compared to maybe 20 years ago. Have we gone far enough? Definitely not. Yeah. Um, you know, we've in, in the UK, especially, I think we've got a long way to go. Um, but that's not to say that, that you know, the kind of like the Senji Baskers and the Mira Sayal and um, Nitin Ganatra and, and, you know, all of these um, wonderful actors that have preceded uh, sort of this next batch of uh, South Asians who are coming up and um, they kind of did the work and they've kind of helped to pave the way for more opportunities yeah. to be presented and they fought for those opportunities and, um 
but I'd also say that the better opportunities had started to come up. Great. So then, you know, I wouldn't, sometimes stories have to be told and you need to play parts because well, this, you know, you've, you've got to make a decision as an actor in your own kind of. And you got to make a, a living as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, not right. everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Awesome. And, um, but, but yeah, I'd say, I'd say I'd be very lucky. There's, there's been uh, a diverse uh, kind of, uh, amount of things that would come in and apart. I think partly that's to do with my agent as well. And she picks or tries to push me for things, which, um, you know, like if the, the character's name's Jack, yeah. um, you know, Jack could be played by anybody. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you get seen to, to play Jack in, in whatever. Right? <laughs> that's amazing. Um, and, and yeah. Yeah. And so then when did limbo come your way? So Limbo came to me in 2018. Wow. Um, as an and, offer or as an audition? Oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> and the way you say that, it, it, came, it came to me. <laughs> Gosh, no. No, it was, it was nothing like that. It, uh, I mean, when I, when I said it came to me, I mean, um, the, the audition came to okay. me, right? Yeah. Um, and and, I, and I, I, I can't recall if, I'd, if I had the sides uh, that was sent or if I had the whole script either way uh, what I'd read I just I knew I knew I had to be involved it was just one of those ones where viscerally I just felt I I need to tell this story you I connected I've, to it that's I, great I, yeah 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 I've, I feel like I've got something to say and and I, I remember saying to my wife um I, I I've got to get this man yeah <laughs> really yeah yeah, yeah this, this is the one you know that's awesome. Um, and so we, we had quite a lengthy audition process for it. And, More than um, one, I imagine, right? Yeah, well, I think about six or seven in the end. Wow. Um, auditions to, to, to get this and to, to kind of book this job. Um, and, you know, Ben Chirac, our, our fearless leader, our, our director, he, uh, he, was, he was fighting my corner the whole way, I think. He, he really wanted me to play this part. And so uh, he'd send me notes and he'd just be like, you know, if you can, you can just make these tweaks or whatever yeah. and, and send the tape back to us. And, and you know, I was, I was more than happy. More than yeah, happy to do that's that. so cool to have the support of that. That's amazing. And then you got the part. Where, where did you guys shoot it? Uh, so we shot uh, Limbo on, uh, on, um, on an island off the west coast of Scotland, uh, in the Outer Hebrides, uh, a place called Uist. Wow. Um, so Uist is two parts. You have North Uist and South Uist. And, and I think most of the stuff that we shot was, uh, if I recall correctly, on, on, New, on North Uist and then some bits in South Uist. Yeah, so beautifully shot. The cinematography is amazing and so well acted. Was, was it a great time shooting that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And thank thank you for saying that. It it really is just um absolutely incredibly shot, isn't it? The, the so work. great. I mean, it looks like Lord of the Rings at sometimes. The settings just so it's yeah. so insane, you know? And it's such a great it story. It's I mean, one of the 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 great things about being on a place like that was that you're so out of the way of of any kind of semblance of normal life yeah you know you're in the middle of nowhere on this small island in i think is it the atlantic 
um, I think it's the Atlantic Ocean. Um, we, we're somewhere there anyway. Yeah. Um, and um, and it felt like, you, you know, you kind of felt like you were in limbo. Yeah. Um, you're Pun intended. On this remote <laughs> yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, the island itself was a, was a character in itself to deal with. Wow. You know? I can um, only imagine. the weather would just turn change. on you. Yeah. yeah, in a second. Right. Yeah. You know, the sun would be out one minute and the next, like, next thing you know, we're having to cover everything up, go inside because it's hailing. Wow. Or, or we've got like 70 miles per hour wind, you know. Um, That's crazy. It was a real, real adventure. Um, it, do people live on the island? Or are there like proper residents there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, absolutely. And, wow. and they all, I mean, I think by the end of the, the, I think we were there five weeks, six, five, six weeks. Um, by the end, um, I mean, most of the islanders knew that who we were. Oh, we that's were awesome. Island, yeah. Uh, yeah. We'd go to, there was this one pub that they had where we'd all go to on a Friday or Saturday night called the, uh, the Dark Horse. I think. Oh, that sounds like a great yeah. pub. I love um, that. Yeah, you know, you see the yeah. same locals there every yeah. week. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was uh, really felt part of, part of the island. We met a lot of the locals and they were all really nice, really welcoming. Um, they they were all very happy to have us there too. Yeah, that's amazing. And you're so killer in, in the film, man. And is it is it is it in doing the, the festival circuit right now? Is that what it's going through? It has done. Yeah, it's done yeah. really well, man. Um, touch wood, it's... Um, we so it started off uh as the official can selection of 2020 did you get uh, to go or no because of covid no. oh no, no dude <laughs> <laughs> next time right. yeah. <laughs> you get to yeah. go to can no you don't yeah uh, what a bummer man <laughs> Fuck. i'm not even gonna lie to you on that one <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. It was an absolute bummer, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, Can wasn't having a a, a live. Um, they weren't having a live event. Yeah, uh, 2020 because of COVID. And so was it virtual then? So it was all virtual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and I think what Can all what Can did uh, though uh, was. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know how these things work, but I guess it, it helped to to kind of push towards other other festivals. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm talking completely out of my depth now. Um, but I went to the Toronto International Film Festival, and it went to San Sebastian. So it's going to the biggest film festivals in the world. You say this so casually. These are the biggest of the big, man. <laughs> you know, you don't get bigger than Can Toronto or San Sebastian. Right. Yeah. yeah it, has that yeah, been a fun experience done, touring with this film, so to speak? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've not, I've the only, so I went to my first ever film festival, which was Zurich. Um, and so I got to see the film for the first time also in Zurich um, with an audience there and kind of sat watching the film um, at, a, uh, at a screening. Um, yeah. And, you know, my first ever screening. So it was just like, oh my God, wow. Was it, ah, was it, my face. Was it tough? Because I'm so hard on myself when I watch myself act. Or did you, did you like how they put it together? You know, I know it can go either way. A uh, hundred, I mean, when it comes to what they have done and how they've put, I mean, like, it's like, it's just, uh, it's beautiful, man. I'm so blessed and honored to have had the opportunity to work with these guys um, so early on in my career, or early, I mean, 
wherever I am at in my career. Yeah. Uh, but especially well, screen work anyway. To to have had that, you know, stick a fork in me. I'm done. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That sort of no, thing. no. You just getting started. And then did that bring Pandora your way, or was that already in the books at this point? Um. No, I I I don't know what whether it had an influence on on Pandora coming through. I mean, it came through as an audition again. Oh, right? it did. Okay. Um, like, yeah. So, so I mean, as I say, no, no, nothing's being offered yet. Yeah, right? soon, brother. Soon, the next Riz Ahmed right here. <laughs> soon, soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Is this the but, longest you've, um, you've lived with a character? Because you've done like nineteen episodes, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How's that experience? Yeah, uh, uh, amazing, man! It's been so much fun to to you know come onto a show um, and and meet these these really amazing actors and and have the chance to be working regularly and being on set every, like, not every day, but you know on uh, just keep turning that um, oiling those joints and and being around crew and and the camera and. Um, people and and getting trying to make choices and and changing things up and watching an arc develop throughout different episodes that all of these things that you know as a as a young budding 14 year old actor going oh i wish i could you know I'm yeah getting, and I'm, I'm thankfully being able to do it which did you uh, have that amazing. moment on on limbo or pandora where you just kind of went back to that romeo moment and you're like i i i did it i'm here Dude, I always do, man. Yeah, that's, do. you got to, yeah, bro. It's yeah. a constant reminder. Yeah, yeah. How lucky are we to be able to do the work that we do? So yeah. lucky. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's um, incredible. And every job, every day on set, whatever whatever you go through, you might have a bum day at the office. You might not hit the beach that you want, or you might have yeah. an amazing day at the office. Yeah. Like, whatever happens in your day, you're you're, you're still getting to work on an, in an amazing world. Uh, and I think it's important never to lose sight of that. That's so beautiful, man. Well, I, I absolutely adore your story because I think people are really going to respond to this because not everyone gets a chance to go to drama school and you're a true testament to the fact that you can make it happen. You just got to work oh, really hard you. and be dedicated and take the tube at weird hours. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, awesome, yeah. man. That's so cool. What's next for you? Um. So I've uh, I've just finished filming on something and I'm about to start filming on something. Although I don't know what I'm allowed to say or not say, but oh, that's um, well, that's always a good sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, so, but I, we've been slightly delayed because of COVID. Oh, yeah. Are but, you? Um, I was curious. Are you guys in the industry? Is it still filming there during lockdown, or is it all ceased and desist? Yeah, no, it is. Things oh. things are still being filmed at the moment. Um, wow. My wife's in Cardiff at the moment, shooting sex education, um, and I've I've done a little bit of work at, after coming back from from Bulgaria, shooting uh, the second season of Pandora. Um, I went into something, and we were shooting that. It's it's all very different, man. You yeah. know, um, keeping keeping a distance from people, the masks, and and yeah. You know, you never really get to know who the people are behind the masks. Yeah, because Especially you have to keep wise. distance. You know, it's such a bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And faces, and then, and sometimes you don't know, have that thing where you, somebody takes the masks off, 
and you don't know who they are because yeah. you're just so used to yeah their eyes <laughs> oh god yeah, right yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's you so you know um but yeah uh things things are being filmed at the moment thankfully um we're, we're able to get back in work and hopefully you know theater can we can get back to to getting the theater up and running and yeah um, yeah i'd love nothing more and, and you and i can do a play together in the west end hey uh, that'll be awesome yeah. man. love well, that brother final few questions for you you know um this one, you know, you've kind of touched on it, but I just ask it because I ask every actor who's been on the show. What advice would you have for those actors who literally cannot go to drama school, you know, and are, are the young Vikasher, the young Ryan, you know, trying to pursue this thing that just finished Romeo and Juliet and have no idea how to tackle this industry? Um, oh, boy. Uh, Sorry, I, I know that's a loaded say- question. No, it's all right, man. It's, yeah. it's a good, it's a good question. Um, I, uh, well, I guess ask yourself if this is something that you really want to do, and keep asking yourself that along the way. Um, yeah. And and if it is, if it really is something you want to do, then don't give up. Yeah. Uh, just persevere and and um, put as much time into your work as you can, um, and be prepared and and you know and and know that. Um, at, at some stage, as long as you're you're doing everything you can, doors will open, and yeah. you know, you just you've just got to stick at it. Um, yeah. Keep yourself keep yourself in you know inspired. Do, watch things, uh, learn a new skill, or uh, you know learn to play chess. Maybe uh, yeah. I, I, I say that because I'm I'm learning to play chess now. <laughs> oh, is that because is that um, of the Queen's Gambit? <laughs> uh, funnily enough, no. Oh no, wow. But, like, I, <laughs> Kind of, I I actually started watching um, uh, this thing called Masterclass, which is oh uh, yeah yeah everyone has the, like Natalie Portman, David Fincher, you know it's crazy. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm learning to play. Well, I I got that as a resource to kind of help with like continue to develop my craft. But um, but I'm I also found that there's a, there's a chap teaching uh, chess on there. So so I started to learn that, and that's where I first heard Queen's Gambit. So when I saw Queen's Gambit, I, like, I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing the Sicilian in this move. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And final question, brother. Um, you know, you kind of just talked about what the advice was, but what is keeping you inspired right now? What's keeping me inspired? Um, uh, well, learning to play chess. That's, yeah. that's keeping me inspired. Um, uh, watching great TV shows like uh, The Ozark and, and Star Trek and Succession and yeah. uh, all these. I mean, like we're in a, a golden age for TV at the moment. So we're, we, you know, This Is Us and, and, and various shows. Um, uh, I used to go rock climbing, which kind of helps to yeah. do something you know to exercise the mind and solve puzzles and things um and and you know spending time with my wife man she's she's amazing and she's really inspiring um she you know every day she makes me laugh and we we're always learning new things from each other so that yeah. that always keeps me inspired too so beautiful that sounds so cheesy no it doesn't it doesn't no 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 man it's great it's a perfect answer it's so beautiful and i have so much gratitude and thanks for you opening up and and sharing man and i'd love to do this again when that project that you can't talk about comes out you know so um dude love to yeah vikash bye man so much love brother thank you for coming on the show 
likewise, Ryan Perez, you do an amazing job of doing, putting all these together, creating such an amazing resource. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me here today and uh, spending some time with me. Couldn't do it without you, brother. So much love and talk soon, okay? Peace in the Middle East. Every task that you are, are, are burdened with, follow through and make it, make it as good as you can. And everybody will be successful in life if they follow through on every single task they're asked to do. Yeah. It's a really simple formula. Show up on time and follow through on every task and you'll be successful. Amazing. Brad Turner, from the bottom of my heart, it meant so much and it means everything to me for you opening up and giving back. And, you know, if that television show goes, I'd, I'd love to audition for you one day and learn from the sure. best. And, you know, you're, you're, you're an incredible visionary and I look forward to all that's to come. Well, thank you, Ryan. That's very nice. Very kind. Yeah. So much pleasure. love, brother. Awesome. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.